boys welcome welcome we're here doing an impromptu episode on the day the season starts join with me are nick and trent hello hello what's up boys excited for football to start today heck yeah man we just uh, figured we'd get a quick episode in here probably about 20 minutes or so just a little bit of a preview episode we're also going to go over some of the trades from yesterday and we'll start off there actually so first we had a trade between trent and and Jason, and Trent gave up Mark Ingram and got in return from Jason, Alshon Jeffrey, and a second-round pick. What do you think about this trade, Trent? Why'd you make it? Um, so I made this trade solely for the purpose of the following trade that we're going to talk about. I um, watched Joey's YouTube video last night, and he made it clear that he was looking to move Adam Thielen. And I initially offered him uh, two second-round draft picks and a player to be named later, and he was kind of hesitant to that. And at the same time, uh, Jason had asked for a running back, so I offered Mark Ingram, and uh, pretty much just gave up Ingram because he was my RB4, and I knew the Baltimore backfield was going to be sharing the wealth a little bit this year. And once I hit up Joey again and said, hey, I'm about to acquire a second, third round draft pick, would this work for you? Um, He finally agreed to that, which ended up getting me feeling. So I guess I can just snowball into that next trade. Uh, The next trade was me giving up Allen Robinson, uh, three second round draft picks in 2020, one being Atlanta Sharks, the Magicians, and the Spiders. And I pretty much gave up a lot of draft picks, but I think all in all, I got Adam Thielen back on my team. I initially did get rid of him, but I didn't necessarily regret it. But the opportunity to get Thielen and Adams back together after acquiring Godwin and then Jeffrey, I feel like I have a pretty solid wide receiving core now. And Robinson and three second round picks is a lot though, but Gets you a little bit of a better receiving core there for the win now, so you're in good shape. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it. I just wanted, like I said, I didn't regret giving up Thielen, but it was nice to get him back. Yeah, I definitely was a fan of both trades for pretty much all parties involved. Uh, I like that the Spiders got their uh, third running back to kind of shore things up especially with Gurley and Henry being one and two. Um, Yeah, and at the cost of a second rounder and Jeffrey, that's not too bad at all. Um, I like that, yeah, the Elshon side of it too for uh, Trent. And then, yeah, parlaying that into the Thielen trade, all around good moves. So now you got a pretty monstrous uh, trio there at wide receiver with Adams, Godwin, Thielen, and then Jeffrey on top as a potential flex option to throw in there. So you up to your receiving core a little bit. You're, uh, if I'm correct here, you're without a pick until the fourth round coming 2020, right? 
yeah, uh, round four will be my first pick in the 2020 draft. Man, dude, like just going for it. I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, late fourth. (laughs) Yeah. So, the way I look at it is I'm not saying, obviously, this is a dynasty draft and picks are essential. But with it being the first year that we're going to have our rookie draft and just having the veteran draft, uh, my approach to it, and it's probably a poor approach, but my approach to the whole situation was I'm not going to really have anyone on my team retire. Um, if I do, it would be like someone who wouldn't be a starter anyway, potentially Breeze, but I doubt it. And um, it's just there's a lot of star-studded wide receivers in 2020, but I feel like my receiving core now is sufficient enough to get me through the next couple of years. Big moves for Trent today. And then our last trade, the Joey Boston Clams gave up Allen Robinson and a two for James Washington, a one and a two for Nick. Uh, my thought process on it was, well, I tried to get Thielen last night from Joey. It didn't quite work out. Um, when I saw that he got A-Rob and he's still kind of in that rebuild mode, I figured uh, might as well send an offer. I'm okay with giving up that first James Washington and then getting a uh, second round pick, sw- pick swap that hopefully will be in my favor. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like it for both parties as well. Joey made the point that he wanted to get younger. So acquiring Washington did that for him as well as the picks. And then in Nick's case, he's getting a pretty pretty solid wide receiver in Allen Robinson, who I think is yet to reach his full potential. And as far as the second round swap goes, uh, ideally you would think that the Spiders draft pick is going to be higher than high tide this is alan robinson's third team in this league just a trivia effect for you guys (laughs) he's been moved a lot but let's get into the uh, main event here so we're going to do a little bit of a preview of this week's games we'll start off first with myself the phoenix wildfire against the honolulu high tide and trent here so two of your hosts from this week So it looks like the spread for this game, according to the website, is Trent by 28.3 points, which sounds like fake news to me. But (laughs) I'm liking the matchup for Leonard Fournette for Trent. I think he's going to ball out. And David Johnson against Detroit should be a good matchup. Got those wide receivers we were just talking about a second ago. Trey Burton might not play this week, so that might be a spot Trent is going to have to address early here before the games. But... For him, his lineup's looking pretty solid, but I'm feeling confident about my wideouts and the fact that I'm able to throw Duke Johnson out there in his new role with the Texans with Kenyon Drake. It's looking like it's going to be a really good matchup. The projected totals don't exactly tell the whole truth, especially with uh, Kenyon Drake projected at absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, Kenyon Drake also got, I saw a blurb on him earlier. It said he was estimated to be the bell cow this week and that Balaj is going to be in there to spell him when he's tired, so that's even better. He'll probably be the bell cow most weeks. He'll just be getting the ball thrown to him when they're down in the backfield and just running with it all day long. (laughs) See, I was thinking about trading him at one point for about five minutes, and then I remembered that everyone was trying to get him, so glad I held on to him. But 
It's going to be uh, sad for you, Trent, when you see your boy O.J. Howard going off this week, though. Yeah, it definitely it definitely could be sad for me. I uh, I agree with what you had said earlier, though, about your team. Um, I'm excited for you, actually, to see how Duke Johnson settles into his new role in Houston. I think that could potentially be a match made in heaven with him and Deshaun Watson. Um, running out of the backfield and receiving. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the spread either, um, according to our you know, power rankings and uh, podcast last time. This would be the one and two team playing. So for the one to be beating the two by 28 points, I think is a little ridiculous. Uh, I do think the points, and we had mentioned this earlier um, before we actually started recording, I think my defense has the edge and I don't know if that's where most of the points are coming from or not, but I definitely think this is going to be a lot closer game than the spread intends. And I'm excited for it because that means football's back. Bills are going to be a run first team. So I feel like CJ Mosley's probably going to get a lot of run stuffs there that game. So I think he's probably going to be the defensive MVP on either team there, but looking to be one of the better matchups of the week here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. And I think I'd call it probably the game of the week. <laughs> there we go. Next, let's move on to the Wendigos versus the Clams. So we got the new look Clams receiving core coming out, starting Juju, of course, Christian Kirk, John Brown as the three, and then Paris Campbell in as a flex play this week. Going in there with a uh, bit of a wild card receiving core. We'll see how Joey can do this week against Nick with his running back uh, trio there is looking pretty freaking solid. Yeah, I agree. I like Nick's running backs. And I think this is also an interesting game for Joey because, as you already said, Cole, the new trades. But it's going to be interesting to see Latavius Murray's production in the backfield in New Orleans and James White with how the committee-style run game in New England has been going. Uh, Saquon is obviously a stud, but I would definitely give the running back edge to Nick and the wide receiver matchup to Joey. So being the two bigger positions in the league, I think this should also be a close game. I believe the projection is, what's the line? Spread is uh, 10 points in Nick's favor, 10.7. Yeah, I like that. I think it's going to be a close game, and I, I'm picking Nick to edge out Joey by a low number. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of my running back core here. LaShawn McCoy will probably be a bit of a wild card in that flex spot, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the matchup. Looking forward to uh, the start of hopefully a rivalry down the road, <laughs> interdivisional. Yeah, I uh, see myself winning, <laughs> but uh, I could definitely see it being close. Yeah, I'm looking for Carry on Johnson to have a field day out there against Arizona for you. So I'm thinking you're going to get a lot of points out of your running back quarter there. That should be a, a pretty close game as well. So we'll see how that one comes down. Next, we got the Grovers versus the Magicians. Two of the uh, powerhouse teams here, I would say, personally. I had them both ranked within my top five in my power rankings. 
So we'll see how this one ends up. But Zeke is back for the Grovers, so that's obviously a big deal. So I'm trying to think who he would take out of his uh, starting lineup there. He's got Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack, David Montgomery at running back, and then wide receiver, he's starting Cooper, Edelman, Mike Evans, and DJ Moore. So who do you think Dylan would pull out of his starting lineup in favor of putting Zeke in there? Which Should it be like Edelman or DJ Moore or what? I would actually say maybe Montgomery, just because you're feeling. I would keep his wide receivers the way they are, and uh, Matt Coleman and Zeke would probably be a a solid trio. I mean Montgomery is a stud rookie, but I don't think uh, his production is might be as high yet, just with Cohen still being there. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be taken out either. I would probably say Mac or Montgomery. Probably lean towards Montgomery. Uh, um, yeah, aside from that, I think a wild card on the magician side would definitely have to be Josh Gordon. Who knows if he's in playing shape quite yet. He may be, may not be. Uh, something to watch at least. Uh, overall, I'd probably give the Grovers the edge in my books, however. Yeah, the spread for this game, too, is uh, 7.6 points in favor of Dylan. Yeah, and that's without Zeke in the lineup. Devin is team hashtag Josh Gordon all day, so I know he's going to start him <laughs> every week, which is understandable because I am, too, on that team. I think the, I think the matchup could come down to... Uh, quarterback play cousins versus prescott i think um cousins obviously has a little bit of a tougher matchup against atlanta than prescott does against the giants so the magician's quarterback play could potentially win him the game i would also look for Deion jones to score a lot of points there against the uh the vikings there with their new look offense going to be super run heavy in minnesota so look for devin to get a ton of points out of Deion jones probably double digits out of that position next we got the duckies versus the sharks sean mcveigh versus andy reed coach that's a good matchup there and one interesting thing here for the sharks is he's actually starting james winston this week i wasn't planning on mentioning this but james winston over baker i know that jabir is doing this because he believes in his titans defense but that's an interesting play you got going for you jabir i mean i think it i, I saw this happening before the season started once he took baker and james i knew he would probably end up playing just matchup favorites so winston's obviously going to be throwing the ball a lot against san francisco and I also think he ends up winning this game. The spread is what, seven, six? Or spread? Three. Like 3.5. So I give the slight edge to the Sharks in this game. Mostly because of D Ford and Jarrell Casey, I think. Ford's going to get a lot of tackles against the Bucks, and I think Casey's going to get a lot of sacks and tackles against Cleveland. That Ducky's defensive line is crazy still, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Both the Boza brothers and Jordan Cameron, that's going to be brutal. I feel like the uh, Duckies are going to come out in this one as long as Will Fuller can have a good game. I feel like that's kind of the X factor there for uh, Dan is if Will Fuller can actually stay on the field and perform. 
you should be able to pull the dub out. Dante Pettis, it's going to be interesting to see what Pettis does for the Sharks as well against the Buccaneers secondary, who's historically not great. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, also looking or keeping an eye on Cooper Cup. Hopefully he can start off the season well, but, you know, coming off ACL tears, it's always kind of a slow process. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I'd probably give the Duckies the slight edge. It looks pretty even, however, overall. In my books. Shout out Sharks for starting two tight ends. Ooh, yeah, there you old. go, dude. This is predicted. Calculated. All right, moving on to the next one. We get the Hawks versus the Tauntauns. We got Ryan, who is Team Chiefs, just by looking at his lineup here, is the favorite in the spread by 13.9 points. That's Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Butker, and Patrick Mahomes, all good to go for him in his starting lineup here. The, uh, Sammy Watkins has Jacksonville. He's not going to be seeing Jalen Ramsey. He's going to be on A.J. Boye, so maybe he can get some type of something going against Boye. It'll be a, an interesting matchup he's got going there for him. You know, Le'Veon Bell playing against Buffalo in the past. He's been an absolute powerhouse against the Bills, so we'll see if he can show up and do as well for the Jets as he did back when he was in Pittsburgh. It's going to be interesting to see um, Ryan's wide receiving core with him starting Sanders and Sutton. Uh, not that both of them couldn't have a solid outing against Oakland, but you would always assume that two players on the same team, one's going to be ball hogging a little bit. And I think um, the Mahomes-Kelsey duo is going to be amazing for Ryan this year, but playing the Jacksonville defense, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough card to draw. So, I'm actually surprised that Ryan's such a heavy fate. Well, not heavy, but 13 points is a considerable amount with the way the rest of the spreads are looking. Uh, I could see Tony being the upset of the week. Um, he has a pretty solid lineup, top to bottom, that we've already talked about. But I love McCaffrey um, against the Rams. I think no matter who McCaffrey plays this year, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I love T.Y. Hilton, Deshaun Jackson, and Marvin Jones. I think all three of them have something to prove. Um, Hilton without luck, Jackson on the Philly team, and uh, Jones back, ready to outshine Galladay. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting matchup for me. Uh, we got Barber and Howard with uh, the two, or two of the running backs on the Hawks there who uh, – have questionable roles coming into the season. If they can stave off those young fellas, then uh, it probably could swing in the Hawks' way, I believe, for them. Uh, the defense is looking pretty decent. They got uh, King in at the flex spot there. Uh, hopefully can put up some uh, points. Even with the lack of a true elite number one wide receiver for Tony, I still like his receiving core. And I feel like Marvin Jones and uh, Sean Jackson are both going to have really good games against those absolute horrific secondaries. Well, I shouldn't say so much for Washington because they just got Landon Collins, but still the cornerback uh, position is a little bit questionable for the Redskins, which uh, I think Sean Jackson's going to eat. Definitely know Marvin Jones is going to eat. And Nick Chubb should probably pop off. I think he's going to pop off all season. So really this matchup, because you have the elite running backs on the Tauntauns and Le'Veon Bell, 
for the Hawks. I think it's going to come down to the uh, spread difference at the tight end position. Kelsey's going to obviously eat. It's Adam Shaheen going this week for the Tauntaun. So Trey Burton isn't playing, and Shaheen can put up a few points. Then he should be good to go. But this is going to be a close game in the end probably. Yeah, I would agree. And moving on to the last game of the week, we get the Paladins against the Spiders. So Paladins actually starting Damian Harris this week. It's an interesting strat, but the uh, flex plays are looking kind of thin at the moment. And for Aaron, actually, the uh, the interesting thing that happened yesterday, his kicker, Ryan Suckup, got IR'd, and there was no way for him to pick up a kicker because waivers don't actually roll through uh, the whole week like every day until starting after this week's set of games. So he's unable to play a kicker this week. Interesting fact. Aaron, if you're listening, Matt Gay is up for a trade. <laughs> um, this all falls back to the power rankings pod when Aaron was the only player that didn't receive a full score for his kicker. And he laughed at me and huffed and puffed. And it's paying dividends now. So, but I do like um, I do like Aaron's team still. I, I question the Miles Sanders start just because as Nick already said, Jordan Howard's still the guy, and um, Sanders' role is yet to be determined. Uh, same with Harris. Role's kind of yet to be determined in a backfield that's has Michelle and White. And Geis is pretty much his RB1 in this lineup, and it's going to be his first NFL start without a uh, torn ACL. So... I think the Paladins are definitely struggling at the running back position this week. Um, no surprise why they're 31-point underdogs. But if all goes well, I could potentially see Aaron making it close, and that is due to the quarterback play of Matt Ryan, even though it's a tough matchup against Minnesota. I think Ryan is ready to ball this year with Julio and Ridley healthy and Hooper, and I think the Falcons' offense is going to be a juggernaut this year. Looking at the Spiders, um, I like his wide receivers with Diggs and Woods and Gallup. I think Gallup's going to be the true wide receiver, too, in Dallas this year. And Woods and Stefan Diggs are also the wide receiver twos on their team, but they're high-production wide receiver twos. So I could see – go ahead. I was say, did you see Diggs actually pulled his hammy. Yeah, he's, he's questionable. Questionable at this point, which is going to throw a wrench in the uh, the Spiders' plans for this week. We'll have to see what happens with that. It's going to be uh, interesting to see the injury effect that they would have on this whole game itself. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and I also like I do like his uh, dual tight end set at Ertz and Walker. Um unclear what Walker's going to do this year just because he's older, but I still think he'll be a safety blanket for um, Mariota or Tannenhill, whoever's throwing the ball in Tennessee nowadays. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, just yeah looking through this matchup. Obviously, it appears the Spiders have the running back advantage Yeah, yeah with Gurley, Henry, and Ingram pulling that load. And uh, as Trent was saying, there's not a lot of uh, Hope, I guess, for uh, Aaron's running back tandem of Geis, Harris, and Sanders. None of them have truly defined roles at the moment, which puts them all kind of in question. 
I like uh, the Paladins wide receiver core a lot. However, um, if there's any way that they're going to bridge that point differential, point differential, it's going to be through that wide receiver core and uh, with help with Diggs uh, possibly being out for the week. Uh, aside from that, uh, I'd say in my mind, it's a pretty even matchup. I'd side with the Spiders, whoever. We have the double tight end going for the Spiders this week as well, so there's two teams going double tight end. All right, boys, so what's your upset of the week, your game of the week, and your lock for a win? What you got? Uh, based off power rankings, I would say that my upset of the week will be the Hawks over the Tauntauns. My lock will be the Grovers over the Magicians, and my game of the week will be between the Wildfire and the High Tide. Yeah, I'm going to have to say my upset will be the same game, but the other way. Uh, I'm going to go Tony over Ryan, and I'm calling that an upset because of the spread. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be the Spiders over the Paladins, and my game of the week is going to be myself and Cole, Wildfire and High Tide. My upset of the week is going to be the Magicians over the Grovers. My lock of the week is going to be the Tauntauns over the Hawks. And then my game of the week is also going to be the wildfire against the high tide. I'm just going to gas myself real quick, so that's cool. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to all these division rivalries beginning. <laughs> Hopefully they all kind of keep the fire over the next few years. Yeah, man, we've been waiting for this for a long time. I know a lot of us have been hyped first Dynasty League here, so it's starting off. Here we go. Let's get it going. So from us here... We'll see you out there. I hope you're excited. Football tonight, dude. Let's get it. Key music. <laughs>